hot still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, listeners. This is Tanisha Baker feeling fabulous in February. And I would like to thank you for listening to Talking With T, the show with a flow that will keep you in the know as we bring you trending topics, noted news, interviews, new music, new artists, and much, much more. Today is February 8th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with basketball legend Julius Irving, better known as Dr. J, actor Gary Coleman, actor Pooch Hall of the Game, rappers Project Pat and Rick Ross, and the late actor James Dean. On this date in history in 1986, Oprah Winfrey becomes the first African-American woman to host a nationally syndicated talk show. Also on this date in 1986, skater Debbie Thomas became the first African-American to win the women's singles of the U.S. National Figure Skating Championship competition. On this date in 1978, Leon Spinks defeats Muhammad Ali for the heavyweight boxing championship. On the national calendar, today is recognized as Chinese New Year and it is the year of the monkey. Today is also National Boy Scouts Day in honor of the date they were founded. It is National Kite Flying Day and the second Monday in February is always recognized as National Clean Out Your Computer Day. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month, remember you can check out daily Black History Facts on the Talking With T Facebook or Twitter accounts. We have designated the theme for this month to be Feel Good February. We are focusing on ways to encourage you to feel good about yourself. Last week, we talked about loving yourself and embracing your individuality. As you continue to grow in self-love, it is important to take pride in your strengths. It is also important to build your confidence and remember that you are enough. Before we head into trending news and the crazy chronicles, let's listen to more music from an artist we featured last week by the name of Icon Bo. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after you hear Rhythm of the Life brought to you by Icon Bo. Young boy, I put kids in their place with these automatic toys. Yeah. 
I'm 30 plus with my age 24s on a 6 That's statutory range Oh my god This ain't no game I'm not smiling nope. Dropping these hits While my money keeps piling It's king <laughs> To you with these sins Never really went to church So I reach you with the sin Get these demons off my chest Cause they getting on my nerves Touch my back with your hands Make me tighter with these words Lift my whole family up Cause the devil really working Touch my mama two times deep Then I know she hurting Rain down on my pops Cause I know the devil got him Keep your hands on my brother Let me know that you got him Got my sisters making through Keep their backbone strong Wash away all that sins Everybody do wrong Put your spirits in my kids don't let nothing break them down Keep my girl heart pumping to that King James sound Keep my nieces and my nephew by your side, protect them all Keep them haters off my back while you let your son fall I wanna thank you for this talent, Lord, please, if you can Put my hood on your back, come done, amen King Jump right into trending news, Jay's way, and the crazy chronicles from Pam Campbell. Jay and Pam, how are you? Wonderful. How about yourself? I am doing well. Pam, I'm good. That's yes. great. <laughs> okay, before I start, I have to say again that we have some general rules when it comes to the Talking with T broadcast, and we try not to be offensive or prejudiced or biased. And one of the goals of the show is actually to enlighten people with facts related to trending news or issues so that hopefully a dialogue can happen in communities and conversations can be had based on solid information. And I don't take this effort lightly in that I cross-reference all the stories from credible sources. I, as executive producer of the show, had at one point warned the team about sharing personal views or opinions with the listening audience. But listeners, be fair warned that I'm loosening the reins on this as it becomes increasingly difficult not to put certain people or issues on blast. Keep in mind, you have the facts just like we do, so you have the freedom to form your own opinions. But when we have issues and stories related to racism, police brutality, misconduct, domestic abuse, terrorism, and senseless violence, and then there are people like Stacey Dash, Raven Simone, Supreme Court Justice Scalia, Donald Trump, Daniel Hawksclaw, and not to mention the foolish news we report in the Crazy Chronicles. It just becomes harder and harder to tame the tongue. So that being said, we're going to start with our first story in trending news, which is about a black New York police officer by the name of Larry Jackson. So Officer Jackson was off duty, and during that time, he was beaten with batons. Are y'all there with me? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. While he was off duty, he was beaten with batons, choked, kicked, and sprayed with pepper spray by fellow officers. So the way this happened was Jackson's wife had called 911 
to resolve a dispute outside of their home. Um, they were giving their daughter a birthday party, and evidently some of the people attending the party got a little rowdy. So when the police arrived, they mistook Jackson for one of the people disrupting the party, and they attacked him while ignoring his repeated attempts to identify himself. So originally, the Queens District Attorney's Office refused to prosecute the arresting officers, but then Brooklyn Federal Court decided this past Wednesday to award Jackson $15 million. And so uh, I'm delighted. Yes, I am delighted that it seems like more and more of these stories are starting to end with someone being held accountable for these unjust accounts of racial profiling and abuse. So, of course, we get tired of hearing about these stories over and over, but maybe as more people are held accountable, then the number of these stories um, will diminish. And do you know what it makes me think about? I wonder how many of these incidents happened before social media and all this recording happened that, that we didn't know about some years before. Right, right. Well, and we know, you know, when we go back as far as the 60s and the civil rights movement and when it was socially acceptable almost to degrade, beat, abuse African Americans, um, we it's probably too numerous for, for us really to get account of. Right. I was just going to say that, you know, definitely social media brings a lot of things to the forefront now that uh, in previous years may not have gotten any sort of attention or may have gotten swept under the rug. And now with, again, social media and everybody having these camera phones, there is the, the incontrovertible evidence when somebody whips out his or her phone and it becomes viral. Hold on, Jay. Let me get my dictionary. You threw a word in there that I'm uh, I'm unfamiliar with, Mr. English teacher. <laughs> I thought, what did you just say? Break it down. Could I have the first syllable, please? <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is the Zika virus, which I had never heard of until it recently surfaced in Brazil and has repeatedly made the news. Evidently, the disease was new to Brazil as well, so this virus was originally transmitted through mosquitoes. And currently, the World Health Organization has declared a public health emergency. And I'm sitting here like, is this real? When I first saw it, I thought maybe it was preview to a new movie, you know. Uh, but it's, it's just spreading like wildfire. And the virus particularly threatens pregnant women. And five countries have warned their women about getting pregnant. So there are even warnings issued now about having sex with pregnant women or traveling um, to countries where the virus is now an epidemic. And so it has spread due to air travel between the U.S. and areas affected with this Zika virus. I wonder who named it anyway. But the virus has been detected in at least 29 countries. And the scary thing is that four out of five people with the virus have no symptoms. So you can be walking around with Zika and not even know you have it, you know, until you've had the opportunity to infect other people. So the World Health Organization also suspects that as many as three to four million people across the Americas will be infected with the virus in the next year. I was getting ready to say, well, I looked up, on uh I looked online and I cuz I wanted to know where the Zika virus came from too it seems like every 2 or 3 years or so there's a new virus that comes out of the middle of nowhere and there's a big humongous outbreak and 
from what I was able to find online, the Zika virus actually originated in the Zika forest in Uganda over in Africa. And it was initially transmitted between monkeys and somehow, much like uh, every other crazy virus that seems to hit the news uh, and cause a worldwide epidemic, somehow there was some sort of human contact. And now scientists are trying to isolate the specific mosquito that carries this virus to kind of get a handle on things. Well, listen to Mr. Intellectual today. Well, let me get this straight. <laughs> so... The Zika virus started with monkeys? Yes. And then they went to mosquitoes? Well, the Did the monkey eat the mosquitoes? No, the the mosquitoes would bite the monkey, and the other monkeys ah. would be doing whatever it is monkeys do, and lo and behold, you got monkeys giving each other Zika. Okay, so the... After okay. doing some research, I found out that something ever since 2000 has been out that's going to kill us. Okay, 2000... It was Y2K. You remember that? Right. Yes. 2001, it was anthrax. Right. That, the anthrax was coming in the mail, right? Yes, the anthrax was coming in the mail. Then 2002, okay. West Nile virus. Okay. In 2003, it was the big weapons of mass destruction was going to kill us all. Yeah. 2004, it was SARS. You remember that briefly? Uh-huh. SARS. Yes, yes. 2005, it was the bird flu. Right. <laughs> it, was e it was E. coli. 2007, it was the vaccines going to kill you. That's when the big vaccine stuff came out. Right. Okay, right. 2008, they said the economy was going to kill us. We were going to go into the Great Depression. Again. 2009, here comes the swine flu. Swine flu. <laughs> 2010, the BP oil spill was going to kill us all. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. 2011, it was Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> 2012, the end of the world was coming. Mm -hmm. Right. 2013, remember North Korea was going to blow us up with the chemicals. Right, right. And you know what? I'm going to pause you because I think they just launched uh, a long missile. They still trying. Yeah. Uh, 2013. And then so what happened in 2014? It was Ebola again. It came back? Ebola. Yep. 15, 2015 was ISIS. And now we got Zika in 2016. Well, Mr. Pam, you forgot about the mad cow disease. There wasn't nobody eating any hamburgers. I don't know what year that was, but we wasn't touching no beef. Wasn't nobody eating no hamburger. Folks about half weren't wearing anything leather because they thought the mad cow disease was going to make them crazy. So with the animals, we've had mad cow, swine flu, it's something about a bird. What was it? Yeah, that was that was SARS. SARS was the bird. Bird flu. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Whatever don't kill you will make you stronger. All righty then. Well, let's move right on to our next story. And uh, really, this is uh, pretty serious because I've noticed a recent surge in incidents involving child shooters. This past week alone, here in Tennessee, we had an 11-year-old boy that was found guilty for fatally shooting an 8-year-old neighbor in an argument they had over some puppies. I think he wanted to see the girl's puppy. She said no. He shoots and kills her, but this past week they actually found him guilty for that. And then we had a three-year-old boy in Alabama who was shot and killed by his nine-year-old sister. And another eight-year-old boy, he tried to commit armed robbery wearing a football helmet and pulling his sweater over his face. And he was carrying a gun, he said, that he got from his mother. 
Now, back in January of this year, a seven-year-old boy from Crossville, Tennessee, was shot by another child with a gun left in a car. And also, um, this past January, a three-year-old accidentally shot himself with a handgun he found behind a store's cash register. So, at first, I was thinking, is it just me, or does it seem like there's these child shootings that are uh, repeatedly surfacing in the news? But I read that a child shoots someone in the U.S. every 36 hours, and that's just mind-boggling to me. That's unreal. Well, I mean, when we was growing up, we didn't have to deal with things like that, but now I think it's just part of the norm. And well, you know, I think it goes back to responsible gun ownership. In all of these cases, the guns were in places that I feel were irresponsible on the part of the adult. You're talking about uh, one gun, he got it out of his mother's purse, okay? The other time, the gun was just there in the closet, and then you had a gun that was left in the car. So when the adults got out of the car, then the kids started playing around with it. So... Uh, I think a part of it is responsible gun ownership. Jay, you were going to say something? Um, I was just going to say that I agree that it does go back to responsible gun ownership. I think back to some of us when we were growing up, our parents had guns, and they may not have been, you know, in gun safes or uh, secured. They may have been hidden away, but we knew, you know, we don't. that's the drawer that we don't go in. You know, Mom and right. Dad told us. You don't go in that drawer. Don't touch that drawer. Don't go in. Uh, don't go way back in my closet. And you know, you you never did really ask why. You knew that you just didn't go back there. And you knew not to touch it. And that you know that was for sure. So right. I guess maybe families have always um, had guns in their homes to protect themselves. But you just didn't hear about so many curious children gated access to these weapons and then fatally um, shooting another child or another adult or themselves. So um, I'm hoping that we don't hear many more of these stories, but it sure has been a lot of them lately in the news. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, let's uh, move on. You know, I gave my little overview of how we were going to loosen the reins a little bit on sharing some of our personal opinions and thoughts about some of the stories we see in the news. So let me ask, did either of you watch the Republican debate Saturday night? I did not. I was going to say about as close as I got to watching it was uh, seeing the news reports about Ben Carson coming in at the wrong time. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I did watch it. And let me just say, for the record, I've been trying not to be so blatant with my comments. But let me say for the record, Donald Trump behaved like a childish idiot. He was telling people to shut up, calling people names. I mean, he was rude. He was arrogant. And I can't believe that he had supporters that would consider him as someone that would run this country. His character alone is deplorable. I just don't see it. It's mind-boggling to me that he even has supporters. I have had enough of that clown. I try to be politically correct. I try to be neutral. I tried not to share my biases, especially in when it comes to the political arena, but I am over him. I think a lot of us are, and I just am waiting on the day, and it's probably not going to come, that he's finally, decide, finally going to decide that he's going to just drop out the race altogether. It seems to me that he's one of those people that, in addition to his bona fide supporters, he seems to get a an almost sadistic thrill 
out of being the, pardon my French, butthole that he is because he knows that people have an extreme dislike for him. So every time you see him, it's like he's upping his game on being a, a bleep, bleep fool. Right, right. Well, it's time for him to exit left. I mean, we have entertained his shenanigans for long enough. He has a new sidekick, though. He has uh, Miss Palin. Yes, Miss Sarah Palin. Dumb and dumber. (laughs) Yes. Thing one and thing two. Right, right. (laughs) Well, um, by the time the listeners hear this broadcast, the Super Bowl will be over. But I want to talk a little bit about the criticisms toward Cam Newton over his celebratory actions in the NFL. So first of all, he's accused of unsportsmanlike conduct. But if you remember, we did a story about a number of NFL players with arrest records, and he was not one of them. So if they want to talk about unsportsmanlike conduct or if they want to talk about somebody being a poor role model, there are many other people that they can target outside of Cam. And the very nature of football involves fierce contact, rivalries, I mean, It's really a violent sport, and people are worried about somebody dancing on the field. I'm like, are you serious? So, you know, my son and I, we've been practicing the dab all week so we could be ready for the game, and I'm actually posting on the website a Tennessee mom. I don't know what's up with Tennessee lately, but a Tennessee mom asked if his actions were that of a role model. So I posted her letter as well as the letter written in response to her on the website. So you check out www.talkingwitht.com, and you can visit that website to check out all the stories, actually, that we shared on the show. But that being said, many of us are very proud of this African-American quarterback who won the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award this past Saturday night. So dab on that. So Houston did so much, and all they seem to bring up is when he was in Florida and he had somebody write a paper for him. They could pick out something worse than somebody. Y'all made me go in. Let me. I probably need to go to the next store because you're making my blood pressure go up. No, I was about to go somewhere too. But wait a minute, though. And if it was such a big deal, they should have brought it up before now. Exactly. But let me let me let me throw this tea out here. Let me throw this tea. Y'all got your cup. Okay, here comes Mr. Intellectual. I got, got my cup. Uh, okay, so so here comes this tea. All right, so while they're bringing up Cam and somebody writing a paper for him, um, let's just say that I went to uh, university with another well-known uh, NFL player who happens to be the talk of Super Bowl. Spill the tea, spill the tea, spill the tea, Jay. We're not, we're not going to call his name. But if you know me, you know of whom I speak. And let's just say uh, that this particular NFL superstar and I uh, took a class together in undergrad. Well, I did not see this this individual uh, except for twice during the course of the semester. And those of us who went to class consistently and actually did the work, we struggled. Some of us came out with C's. Some of us, well, did not come out with C's, but I wasn't in that number, praise the Lord. However, this individual came out with an A in this class, and he only showed up twice. Well, listeners, there you have it, eyewitness news. Mm -hmm. So um, let's turn our attention to the Crazy Chronicles, and we're going to share a story about a woman who surprises her husband. All right. So a woman named Noelia Rocundo had been with her husband, Noelia Noella Rocundo, I guess I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh-huh, had been with okay. her husband, this guy named Belenga Kalala, for 11 years. 
And she left her home in Melbourne, Australia, and went to Burundi for her stepmother's funeral. Her husband ordered some gang members to have his wife killed while she was in Burundi. So the gang members abducted her and told her, hey, girl, look, your husband wants us to kill you. And they even played the speakerphone recording of the husband telling the gang members what to do. Now, these gang members, they decided not to kill her because they they knew Miss Wakundo's brother and they didn't believe in killing women. But they kept the husband's money and told him that they had killed her. She goes back home. The husband had told everybody that his wife had died while she was over in Burundi. All right? They okay. had a funeral for the wife. So then she walks up to him and is like, hey, here I am. And he's surprised. And he thought that she was a ghost. Wait a minute. You mean she walked up to him where? Hey, I thought you leaving out some important parts here. So at the funeral, she walks in and touches him and is like, hey, I'm here. And so. <laughs> By surprise. <laughs> yeah. And he puts his hands on his head screaming, talking about, is it a ghost? Is it a ghost? And she says, surprise, I'm alive. So <laughs> this woman has popped up. At her own funeral. I can just imagine you sitting in a funeral thinking somebody, who was in the casket? That's a good question. (laughs) All right. So, of course, he didn't get off easy. And so even though, you know, he broke down screaming, hollering, and apologizing for everything that he had done, Ms. Racundo called the police. And here come the police. And he pleads guilty and was sentenced to nine years in prison for incitement to murder. Well, you know. Uh, it's that time again. Uh, it always goes by too fast. But, of course, I can't wait to hear what you two have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now. Well, once again, we've come to an end. But please stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. You can also download Talking With T on iTunes or TuneIn Radio. Additionally, you can also subscribe to Talking With T Daily, which is my online newspaper, and get your daily scoop of trending news. Don't forget to nominate a hometown hero or top team, and we welcome suggestions for topics on more of what you would like to hear on Talking With T. If you're an artist and want your music featured on Talking With T, please contact us for a chance to get your talent noticed. On that note, I'll end with a quote. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin, or his background, or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Nelson Mandela Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.